0: Hello and welcome to the second Wisdom Cricket Daily podcast of the India-England series. It is not looking good for England. India batted for the entirety of day through day two for the loss of just six wickets to leave themselves in total control of the first test at Hyderabad. I'm and With me today is Phil Walker. As we did yesterday, we'll kick off with a quick recap of the day. So Joe Root. Started the day making a mockery of the call not to bowl him at all on day one. He dismissed Jaius well with the fourth ball of the day and nearly had KL Rahul two balls later. Ben folks so the usually immaculate Ben folks spilling a chance behind the stumps that wasn't quite regulation, but one you definitely expect him to take. Gill looked scratchy and eventually chipped a half volley from Tom Hartley to mid-wicket. Hartley bowled with more control on day two than he did on day one, but I guess it's all relative india were able to score reasonably freely throughout the day. England found a bit of joy after lunch. race Ayer, who got through a hostile Mark Wood spell, unscathed out off Rahan Ahmed. Uh, Rahul fell in similar fashion for 89 off Hartley just before tea and Phil, the final session was more of the same, really.
1: 112 runs made uh, in 28 overs. Um, more overs left, of course, in the ether, never to be bold. Considering you only had 13 overs from the quick, That's quite impressive by England, really. Although you can understand they might have been wilting out there somewhat. But yeah, it was remorseless, relentless and entirely inevitable. Um, I think England were trying to dupe themselves into thinking that 250 or 246 was, was an okay score. It took about 10 minutes on day one for that idea to be disabused. They were still telling themselves overnight that 116 for one or whatever India were. Not a bad position for England to be in. And they would have had some kind of shaky optimism that if they could have held them to 300, then you're in the game. Of course you are. Now they're not. And they're staring down the barrel of a series defeat. Mm. A series defeat. Innings defeat. Innings defeat. Um, God, my, that was a Freudian right <laughs> off the bat.
0: I guess England would say that they had their moments today. There was a LBW call um, given not out to, Jade- to Jadeja earlier. In the third session, um, but obviously England burned their reviews in the first 13 overs yesterday. There was that drop catch from um, Ben Fokes when Rahul was on 0. Um There was one where Gil skied it and, and Stokes lost sight of the ball. But I also feel that simultaneously, I think England did okay to get to 246. But at the same time, I think India will feel they probably left runs out there and they're on track to, to 500. The disparity in the quality of spin bowling attacks is is. Not only vast, but I think as 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 vast as I've I've seen it in any series involving England, at least. Um, the,
1: the, the point you make that everybody got in is that's always a telltale sign. You know, the lowest score uh, is twenty three. So Gil made twenty three, Rohit made twenty four. Both of them got out slightly laissez faire style. Uh, obviously, I, Ravi Ashwin was run out for one, but everyone else got in properly and yeah if you're being absolutely brutal, they should be uh more remorseless right and and should be chasing down six hundred really with with the dominance that they've demonstrated really and for nobody to have made more than eighty odd uh on another day that becomes a monster score and with two two days gone <laughs> and a pitch that started dry it actually played a bit better today than than i thought on day one perhaps there's a slight there was a slightly more pace in the pitch on day one. And so and so it skids a bit more as well as turns. But of course, it depends who's holding the ball in the first place. And when Root came on, uh, it, it blew out the water, this this notion that England's frontline spinners can be backed up by Root. It's the other way around.
0: Mm. I mean, do you think he is England's most threatening bowler? Because he definitely was today.
1: I think he's the most skillful English spin bowler out there, with possibly uh, the exception of Dawson, who's who's is that a great test match <laughs> non appearance here uh is regrettable um depending on what you you believe or what you what you've heard he demurred uh i think there was an element of pragmatism around that whole decision not to take him uh but looking at it now and seeing two young greenhorns not nothing should be expected of them over and above being a useful support option to the main attack hmm. Uh, if you take all of these players together, I think Root is the most talented out there. I really do. I think he bowls a natural pace for these kinds of pitches. He, he has a marvellous sort of swinging arm ball that on another day would have cleaned up Jadeja. Uh, he had him in trouble. He managed to squeeze down on an LB decision that went England's way in the, the evening session. So twice that happened across the day to Jadeja. Uh, Root, Root offers something, a, a constant threat. Uh, he is a very Stokesian bowler as well because he's always at you, but that you, you, he will drag one down and he will over pitch one here and mm. there. I have to say, by the way, lots of bowlers have done that in the past. You know, Graham Swan was a marvelous off spinner, but would often looking for that extra bit of flight over pitch it. Didn't mind getting driven. Didn't mind even a low full toss once every couple of overs. Um, Joe Root's is one of these cricketers that if he wasn't such an amazing batter, then he have take 150 test wickets by now mm. and he'd, he'd be England's number six, seven and premier spinner, for sure. Mm.
0: Do you do you think England were, actually have been hamstrung by how many spin bowling options they have in that Root didn't bowl yesterday. He only bowled six overs in the first 50 overs of the injury and he bowled more and more throughout day, towards the end of day two. Um, and I know that Jack Leach was, was managing a minor knock that he picked up in the field yesterday, but he still bowled 25 overs. And it sort of feels like England don't really know what to stick on. I feel that we had, a, we had a really interesting question in from Niall, who said, given what Ollie Robinson said about the spinning pitches in Abu Dhabi, have England catfished themselves in that they've sort of prepared for the most extreme conditions, but actually if it's not completely extreme, you don't need two left arm spinners who I understand that Hartley is supposed to be quicker, but was a bit flatter than Leach, but you're not seeing a huge difference in terms of the threat from Hartley compared to Leach and having two of them side by side in the 11, I think is almost a wasted option bowling wise and we talked yesterday about how England look light and there's not enough options where you feel like England are going to be able to exert any sort of control but it does feel like there Stokes is almost he's got an extra thing to think about because he's got four spinners because he's wor- he's worrying about how they feel almost as much as what is the most threatening option at that given point
1: yeah there's a couple of things I think it's it's top top shout really overall uh two things I would add one Stokes has a history of doing this he foregrounds players um at slightly unusual times. There's a counterintuitive element to his captaincy sometimes, but I guess there's a, there's a logic to it because you keep the opposition on the hop, uh, and you keep your players, your 11 feeling like you are vital at all times. And so when has a left arm spinner ever bowled 30 overs on day one at Headingley ever in, in <laughs> history, um, Leach was thrown the ball in the, in the first hour at Headingley a couple of years back against New Zealand. Uh, He will bowl seamers in spinning conditions and he'll bowl spinners in seaming conditions. Uh, And it's almost like he's indicating something to his team that you are, everyone is vital. There's an urgency to everybody in in this setup. And so I think this is what he's doing. Okay, Leach might have had a knock, but also he's saying, you're not, not everything is on your shoulders. We're going to share this around. And a lot of the talk was about the central role that Root will play. And so what did Stokes do? He held him back. Um, the The point about England having catfished themselves, I felt this before the game began. I was alarmed by the team that they picked. I said it to you at the time. Um, I think they were so spooked by what happened last time. Mm. But I think if they'd paused and thought about it a little bit more um, unemotionally, more dispassionately, then they would have recognized right we've got two of the top 10 seamers in the world officially in the rankings in our in our setup one of them in robinson bowled on on challenging dry tracks in pakistan last time out he bowled a very very useful containing spell at lords against australia again on a slightly oddish slightly up and down cracked pitch at lords and he bowled 13 overs off the reel against australia <clears throat> only going at 2 and over And he offered that control against Pakistan. Anderson, of course, you know what you're going to get. Now, they might not blow teams away. And so in that respect, Stokes is looking for players who can go bang, bang, bang. But clearly what we've seen today, India are so relentlessly good against the turning ball. And you've got two kids in there, Mm. both of whom inevitably have gone at five and over. How could they not go at five and over against that top six, top seven, top eight, top nine with Aksar (laughs) at nine? um and so i think they've duked themselves I, I do a little bit i think they've gone away from uh i can understand thinking outside the box but you have to think within the tram lines up to a point mm. especially when you're playing a team as good as india and and i think like they have overthought themselves a little bit on this uh and they've asked something well beyond what's the, what's reasonable bounds for those two spinners mm. well beyond really
0: yeah and in and england can talk of you know what 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 could have happened if the chances were taken that LBW given the same time, I look at it, and I think Jack Leach is bowled fine by his standards. I don't think he's bowled exceptionally. Yet, he's bowled 25 overs that have only gone for 54 runs. If England were able to exert a little bit more control, the test match looks very different. Because I think also what's lost in conversations around control, is just the, the whole mindset as a batter completely changes. If you know there is going to be one drag down every over, right. you just don't look for risks. Yeah. And actually, I mean, that, that sounds a bit counterintuitive given how England picked up um, five of their wickets today in that in there were, were big shots gone wrong. But actually, I don't think India for a lot of the day really felt like they had to take undue risk. No, but, um, but exactly.
1: But you don't because you can milk it. But if you have an accurate wicket to wicket bowler, even if those conditions aren't ideal for them, then you still have to work at your game. Mm. We saw it the Pakistan series is the absolute model. now okay Pakistan are not India or anywhere close and their top six is nowhere it's, it's on a different planet plus their surfaces are different however what the role that Robinson played in that series is the role that he should have been playing for me in this test match uh you you can't completely dismiss all of the old truisms of the test match game pressure brings wickets uh the Stokesian philosophy is marvellous, for sure. And it's shot in the arm, the English cricket. Nonetheless, there are certain principles at play here. And I know that Stokes puts a high price on wickets. And I know that the result of that, when the sun's shining and things are working out, is that he gets 20 wickets on flat tracks, as he did say at Raw Pindy last time out. But I think you have to balance it off. You have to recognise that if you're, if you're playing a teenage leggy, and a white ball left armor, and they are taking the 40% of your of your overs, then you're gonna to have to accept that you're gonna be going basically at a run of ball from those from those bowlers. And that puts immense amounts of pressure on the other one.
0: And also I think Stokes isn't as totally gung-ho in the field as I think people characterise him as. So in Pakistan, for example, the way they used Anderson and Robinson was, was low-key fascinating in that they had those holding periods where it was flat and not really doing anything. Uh, where well, Will Jacks would bowl a lot of overs. Jack Leach would bowl a lot of overs, and then as soon as they thought it reversed, then they'd give the ball to the two bowlers they thought were their biggest weapons at that point. Right. And they were willing to go through holding patterns. And just this England team is just incapable of of producing those holding patterns. Yeah, and and,
1: and I, I agree with you. And again, if you look back to the Ashes, it's simplistic to think that everything is gung ho. That there is only one way of doing it. Um, and in the field in particular, there are times when they sucked the life out of Australia mm. and, and and especially at Lords, Yeah, the the, the bouncer. Too. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the bouncer ploy. It looked like anti-cricket and people were walking around going, well, I thought they were meant to be these gung-ho swashbucklers. Well, we, we were worrying
0: about the future of cricket. If, if this is it. Right. <laughs> yeah. it but what
1: happened is that Australia didn't know, really know quite where to go. Yeah. And they did play into their hands. England just about held themselves in that test match, having played rope-a-dope cricket. Mm. Um they are victims of their own gung-ho optimism here. Uh, but one thing I would desperately want to, to to not play out here is that these two spinners get any grief, okay? Because they are starting out. Now, you could argue, possibly, that England have to take a battering or two here to bring through some young spinners that they've identified, especially Bashir, who looks like a real purist of, a, of an off-spinner. And perhaps they have to take this series on the chin because they're going to be playing a lot of test cricket in India over the next 10, 15, 20 years. And they have to find some kind of formula eventually. The the notion of just rocking up every three or four years with another Greenhorn as they've done here and then discarding them and then forgetting about them Mm. and then bringing Gareth Batty back when he's 40 or whatever, you know, or Embers or whatever. It doesn't really work like that. So... So perhaps these these kids, if they have been identified as, as talents, and we don't know yet, right, from what we've seen, we do not know because there's so much more uh, to find out about these, these cricketers. Mm. It might not be now that Tom Hartley is anywhere near a Test match bowler, but it may well be that he's better for this experience in the long run. Yeah. And certainly when it comes to Rayan, for sure.
0: No, 100%. It's just, you know, you... you it is extraordinary what they've been asked to do. I mean, Hartley, I don't think has ever opened the bowling in a first-class game. And here you go on your first day of a Test Cricketer, you're doing it against the best lineup in the world against spin. And there was a there was a really good piece on Quick Info last year during the India-Australia series by Kartik Krishnaswamy that was basically about <coughs> the flick for ones along long on and through mid-wicket. And it basically outlines that the balls that you flick for one, they're not bad balls, but they're not good balls either. And if the opposition are flicking it for one a lot. That means you're not bowling many balls that are very good. You're bowling lots of balls that are just okay. But also against better players, that margin for error just gets smaller and smaller. And that target that Hartley and Rahan have against this India lineup, is, is minuscule because yeah. I thought Rahul, t- you know, in particular, he, he finished, I think he got 87, 89 in the end. Um, the way in which he was able to manipulate balls that look sort of fine, definitely not bad balls, he did it with such ease that Hartley and Leach and Rohan and Root had such small margins for error and a margin for error that I think, especially those younger guys, just wouldn't have encountered before in county cricket. In county cricket, it's not just pitches. It's the quality of batting as well. Batters aren't capable of playing, of, of milking decent spin bowling for one in the same way they are Shaquille Rahul or Shreyas Ayer.
1: Um, so, so, so Tom Hartley has never bowled to a, to a cricketer of the class of the top five, it's not like they have two good players and three stodgy players, just take that top five. And then you've got Jadeja at six, who's made three triple hundreds. And he's also, he's one of the great all-rounders really. He's one of the great test match all-rounders, certainly of the century. Um, So it's it's a madness to think that he was gonna rock up and be able to deliver bang on cue. Mm. But what he will be is better day by day for this experience. he didn't put much on it today, Tom Hartley, uh, and I think his confidence would have been affected, obviously, by the assault that they that they they plastered on him on day mm. one. Anyway, but with time, you hope a little bit more purchase will naturally be put on the ball. It's it's like it's like with anything, you know, you have to believe in the mind that you deserve to be there in order for you to relax into your job and, and for mm. the, the hands to to. The fingers to be softer and supple and more relaxed, and then you just you just live a little in the in the, in the moment when you drop the ball down. Um, it's a long, long way to go for him, but it's entirely to be expected.
0: And we talked about it before we started recording that on Jack Leach's first day of the India tour last time, Pant got stuck into him, and I think Pants. Strike rate against Leach that day was higher than Jair Swales against Hartley yesterday. And Leach has had a very, very decent test career either side of that. So that assault yesterday, I don't think means that Hartley's not got a future or anything like that. But I just think that, you know, Hartley's 24, Leach was 26 when he made his test debut and had so much more first-class cricket behind him. I just think what Hartley and Ahmed have been tasked to do on these sort of pitches that aren't the total dust bowls that I think England thought they would encounter is, is unreasonable. And you're looking at India. They're looking at how England are playing on this pitch and the bowling attack they've got. This is the perfect pitch to play against England where there's enough turn in it that their champion spinners can, can work their magic. But England's more inexperienced attack um, really, really struggles.
1: C- can we just go back briefly to the, to the point you were making about uh, how a, a good player manipulates decent deliveries from spinners into gaps for one? It was something that you saw Root do because he's a master and something that you saw the top three really struggle to do. Now, Duckett in particular wasn't out there long enough against the spinner. Mm. Uh, You feel like Duckett with his lower center of gravity and his interesting hands and his sweeps and so on, you might fancy that he will be able to manipulate the spinners a little bit as as we move through the series. But Crawley, who is a player that you know that I'm very fond of, he has a, a game and a physique, which is almost antithetical to playing mm. spin. Uh, and so you saw it. And I, I was watching on my own, but I said to myself, he gets out this over because there'd been that pause after the route, LB, shout. And then he had a full over to face from Ashwin. And I knew something was going to have to give. Mm. Now, when you watch India back today, the only thing that gave was when they just got tired. And, and it was all slightly too easy for them. But if they'd been real head down, if Rowe had to get 100, or Rowe's a bad example because he got out on day one, but you know what I mean? If they had to get 100, mm. their life depended on it, then five of the top six would have got 100. Mm. Um, whereas with England, there was that sense, well, we'll have a hit and we'll hope for the best. Roots, 20-odd, 30-odd, was the model. And Stokes's innings as well, there was a clarity to the way that they went about it. There was nothing... There was no real sort of Harry Carry element to it. Mm. Roots shot nonetheless against a, a ball that was nowhere near sweepable. And all the other sweeps he'd played, he'd played on length. This one, for some reason, he played on line. And he came unstuck. And you don't want to see that from Joe because he's technically defensively sound enough to bat time. Um, I think they'll put up a an okay show in the third innings, but I expect them to go down by an innings by... Eight nine wickets, mm. uh, even if you're being vaguely optimistic about this one. But also, I think that they will come back a bit stronger for this experience. I really do.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think so as well. I think I think we won't be questioning the balance of the side that much at all as we go on go out go on throughout the series. Um,
1: could, uh, could could I also add? Yeah. Um, Keaton Jennings is still in India. Yeah. I think
0: he, he's still in India.
1: Yeah. Uh I don't know if you did. You say this on the show yesterday? Was it? Mentioned? Uh, no, he didn't. He okay. Didn't. Well, I would get him into this squad in a mm. heartbeat uh I'm not saying that Ollie Pope's position at three is under threat yet but it was a alarmingly skittish innings mm. um and if he doesn't get any second innings then England might need to get ruthless and Keaton Jennings is a really good player with the turning ball he's made a hundred in India mm. before he's made a hundred in Sri Lanka as well I think Yeah. uh and he made a big hundred against the A team against India A. so I think if England need to start thinking outside the box a little bit this early then then he absolutely should come into the into the make 100 percent.
0: that's it for part one in part two we'll talk a little bit more about england and then some more about india um phil it's a dangerous game checking the youtube comments especially when india are involved especially when um, we're speaking absolutely um, quite a few Indian viewers off the yesterday show were, were asking, "What is this Basball?" wasn't wasn't Saywag doing this, and it's not looking too good at the moment. Um, we did do a poll on this a few weeks ago with one of the authors of the book on Basball, Lawrence Booth. So it's worth a listen if you're interested.
1: I, I think one of the problems is, is that it has a name.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I mean, it's worth saying as well: the English team and the management hate it. Hate it absolutely yeah. hate it. Yeah. And also, I think it only really makes sense in the. In the context of just English cricket,
1: one win in seventeen.
0: One win in seventeen, uh, and how it's unlocked um, streaks of form previously unseen in in quite a few players. You know, someone like Ben Duckett wasn't even in the picture before Stokes and McCullum came came in. Crawley and Pope have done much better under Stokes and McCullum. Leach. Um, it bowls so much more confidence under Stokes McCullum as well. But it's also, it's relative to what English cricket has been in the past. You know, English cricket is historically the most conservative. So, in England, this was new. I understand if you watched Saywag growing up, you might be like, well, <laughs> I've seen this before. But in England, this, this felt broadly new. Uh, one more question on on England, Phil. John asks, the SA20 finishes on the 10th of February, which is before the start of the third Test match. Do you see any chance of Dawson and or Jacks being added to the squad for that, before that third test match?
1: I don't know. Because you don't know the nature of the conversations that were had, especially between Key and Dawson. Um, I, I think, as I said a few, a few months ago, we were talking about this in the build-up and we were both surprised not to see Dawson's name in the squad, even though we'd heard rumours that he might not be. But I said to him, I said to you, a decent series for Dawson in, in India. Even an okay series crucially with a few runs, puts him squarely in a position to potentially become England's premier spinner for the next Mm. couple of years. Uh, So that was what was on the table. But I guess what also was on the table was a nice cushy contract to play in South Africa. And he's probably been treated fairly ordinarily, as they say in Australia, for a while. He's worn a yellow bib probably more than strictly necessary. Uh, He's carried drinks more than he should. And perhaps he just thinks, sod this for a game of soldiers. You know, I, I can make my money elsewhere. I'm in my mid-30s now anyway, and th- mm. that ship has sailed. Um, if England are 3-0 down, we're definitely not going to see them. If England are 2-1 down, and there could be a an olive branch, perhaps. I'm less fussed about Jax personally, because I don't think he would be able to offer that much more with the ball in these conditions than, say, I don't know, Dan Lawrence could, to be honest. And so one middle-order hitter who bowls occasional off-breaks for another middle-order stroke maker who bowls occasional off-breaks, I think there's a massive difference there personally. But Dawson is a different proposition. Mm. Um, And the fallacy, if, if they really did go on the physical data over and above numbers and the eye test, and if Dawson was he was persuadable to play and they chose to demure on him it's not a good look is it mm. and it's not a good look especially in the context of what we've seen over the last 48 hours we
0: were talking in the office earlier today about what is a moneyball pick whenever there's a smart pick in any sport everyone sort of instantly goes that's a, that's a moneyball pick but actually i think in, in the moneyball film the the money ball element is actually just picking the guys who've got the best stats. And then there's that scene with, with Jonah Hill and the, the old fart scouts go like, oh he, isn't he too old he's got a weird action or whatever. No, it's actually just go 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 on go on raw numbers. Yeah. And I think England, you know, I understand what they've done. Uh, there aren't that many spinners doing well in county cricket at the moment. But at the same time Liam Dawson was by so far the best English spinner last summer. I think if if they continue to ignore that. Uh, I, th- I think they've. I think they made a mistake already. Um.
1: The, the, the other comparison with him and him and Hartley is that they they're both white ball cricketers. Mm. Dawson's not necessarily defined as a white ball cricketer, but his record in white ball cricket is good. England have recognised that they've played him thirty odd times in ODI cricket. So, if the notion that Hartley's white ball skills were going to be transferable over to the red ball, even though he'd he barely played more than twenty games then surely the same would apply to Dawson only mm. on, a, on a deeper level. Mm. Dawson having that record in red ball cricket. Mm. Uh, and so the more you look at it, the less it makes any kind of justifiable sense on a cricketing level. But it's not just necessarily on a cricketing level. Mm. Dawson would have been given agency to make his own decision. We don't know the ins and outs. And, and he'll give an interview at some point. But from what I've heard he was reluctant to get involved unless he was going to be given the keys to it, you know, mm. uh, um, but, you know, that might, that might be harsh because that might just be Chinese whispers. I don't know. I don't see him really joining up though, unless things, things change very, very drastically.
0: Um, just on India, Rahul is properly in that category of player oh, where you're great. just, where you're just so, how, how do you average 34? How do you average 34? And I was asking, um, Adia Sharma, who's, was an Indian editor, how how does he average 34? Why is his test career never got going? And he said the massive part of it is actually injuries. So he's al- he's always just got injured at the wrong time. So he's never had that long a run in one position in the side. I'll tell now, you
1: what, echoes of Rowett. I was
0: going to say, I was literally going to ask So you, when
1: Rowett does say, that's enough for me, move Rowell up, he's obviously faced white mm. ball, new balls and red ball, new balls, much of his life, move him up and he can end up Playing eighty test matches and averaging forty five fifty, he's glorious to watch. The
0: career trajectory could be very similar because Rohit was about the age Rahul yeah, is now exactly. when he properly got a run up top, and also <laughs> having seen the way Gill struggled again today um, against an England attack that were giving him opportunity to score, I think when Kohli comes back, that 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 on current form looks like a pretty straight decision where Rahul is coming at three and Kohli slots in at four. Um yep. And then and then finally, Phil, Jadeja was 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 also brilliant. He'll start tomorrow with a shot of getting his fourth test hundred. We telegraphed it before the series that the runs that Jadeja, Axar and Ashwin uh will potentially score will be will be crucial. I really like this innings because um you saw different gears and early on when um he still had uh, I think Rahul for company, he properly targeted England's left arm spinners. He was like, no, I'm not going to let you bowl, bowl, bowl him, And dude. respected Root as well. He Sat, did. sat on Root, really. But then when he lost more top order support, he then just sort of batted comfortably. Yeah. didn't take any risks. And he's a big reason why England are 150 runs behind this game and potentially staring at an innings defeat as opposed to feeling like they've got a shot going into day three.
1: Yeah. Um, crucial knock, really, because... If England could have kept them to 120 lead, they'd certainly be saying to themselves, Little we'll get 300. And mm. then it's going to be a nasty chase of 180, 200 on the, on the third, fourth day. Uh, now the game is out of sight and it's it, it's on Jadeja. And he, we know how he goes against England. He loves it against England. Mm. Uh, and it was very controlled, very classy knock. There was one moment just from the English perspective that sort of summed up the evening session when... Wood came back for I think his fourth spell of the, of the day with the new ball, and Jadeja gets into you know, a bit of a tangle, and he was bowling round the wicket, and it cli- and it's clipping the top of leg stump. They've already burned all their reviews, of course, and it wouldn't have gone because it would have mm. been umpire's call. Umpire said no in the first place, but it rebounds off off Jadeja's inside pad, loops past Ben Folks, and then miserably sort of shuffles off down to the boundary for four leg buys with about half hour to go in the day and that's when from an English point of view you just know we're done for here yeah we're done for but you need to to recognize the hinge point in the game and that's what he did you know he came out five down well, quickly five down and then Ashwin went when he ran him out that was a shocker was on Jadeja's part um
0: 500 test wickets between them playing yeah. together and still yeah. had yeah, and right. Axar again
1: came out first ball, smashed it for four mm. in the air, straight through the covers. Another day, perhaps it goes, goes somewhere else. But again, technically class against the spinners. 35 not out, partnership of presumably 70-odd. Yeah.
0: Just under 70. Average is 35-odd in, in, in first-class cricket. Uh, was one of India's most reliable batters on their last home series win against Australia. You know, yeah. he's he's an extraordinary player to have coming
1: we asked, at number nine. We asked in the preview show who's the bigger miss Brooke for England or Coley for India and again don't come at me because <laughs> Coley's an all-timer but they have so many other brilliant cricketers mm. in the mix that while Coley might play a landmark masterful knock you're going to get runs from elsewhere throughout that lineup top nine. yeah. Brook is your only real fantasy player for, for England uh, but look that's all spilt milk stuff now. Well
0: it's tense. you got Coley coming back in a couple of test matches you've got Shami. Potentially coming back in a in a couple of test matches, and obviously Rishabh Pant's not around this series, so yeah. um, India are actually three players off their their best eleven. Yeah, um, and still um, massively on top, of course.
1: Before we 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 go though, yeah, as a word for for the Windies, yes, down under in at the Gabba, at the Gabaritour. I mean, this is also heartbreaking. Of it is heartbreaking
0: because uh, at, at one point, if you if you haven't followed that game, uh, West Indies were sixty four for five in their first innings and valiantly got up to 311 um and then they had australia 24 for four keemar Roach taking three new ball wickets um but then kawaja carey cummins etc got them up to 289 for nine where they declared 20 runs behind um australia it's a day night test match so the theory being that 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 um final spell under lights could be quite uncomfortable um and there was only eight overs possible at the end of play, and obviously Australia got a wicket. So in,
1: uh, so West Indies are... In the last over as well. In the last over. The well. last
0: over. So uh, yeah, Chandler On Paul, review. On review, Chandler <laughs> Paul was out um, to to Hazelwood in the last over of the day. So West Indies are effectively 35 for one. But they put up a hell of a fight. Ben got a great stat earlier. So uh, in the last 15 years, this is only the fourth time, Australia have conceded two first innings leads in a home summer. 10-11, 19 when they lost against India without Warner and Smith. 10-11, the South Africa series. So did England, when England beat them. Oh, sorry, yeah, um, yeah. 18-19 when India won, but Australia didn't have Warner and Smith. And then twenty twenty one, when they lost the Border Gavaskar series and this one. They conceded an right. in innings lead against West Indies here and also in one of the test matches against Pakistan. So they're, they're probably going <laughs> to clean sleep the summer, but there are, there are chinks in the, in the Australian armory. Um, yeah, and, and Steve Smith still not got a run up top,
1: and um, he dropped, and he dropped one at slip, and he dropped one at slip. Yeah, anyway, things to hold on you to. You can't throw enough praise at, at the West Indians, really, considering everything that they're going through, and Kemar Roach as well. The ageless Kemar Roach took three for thirty odd in the afternoon session. Fabulous to see, and look, you never know. I was going to say know. also their, their middle order individually but not collectively. They've stepped up in the three innings so yeah. far. There's been certain players that have got runs. McKenzie's made a 50. Uh, Greaves made a 50. Hodge, it, no, Hodge, sorry, Hodge made a 50. Hodge got 71. De, Silva De Silva made 79. 70.
0: Kevin Sinclair, 50. I'd be lying if I said I knew much about Hodge and Sinclair. Um, but also, we've, we've talked about it before, but people are sort of dismissing this summer coming up in England. But that bowling attack of Roach, Joseph, Joseph, Seals, Holder, that's going to cause any batting lineup in the world, as they've shown here, some serious problems.
1: Absolutely that.
0: Um, Well, anyway, that that is all for today's show. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow for what might be the third and final daily episode of the first Test Match.
1: Podcast Network.